Greetings, members of the Planetary Union. I am Communications Officer Asimov, and I have been tasked with introducing this podcast to you. The recording you are about to hear is brought to you by Captain Greggy Hochstetler and First Mates Miranda Fisher, Tim Treese, and alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Follow at Official Orville on Twitter to see all information dispatches from the crew, and go to officialorville.space to leave a comment on an episode or find links to subscribe to the show or rate and review us on iTunes. The mission is to explore the space. This is the official The Orville Podcast. Goddamn, goddamn, maybe it's those thighs that kill me from time to time. I'm the only one that sent shivers up your spine. Oh, I know how you like it, and I know that you like to ride it. Hello, all you aliens in the Planetary Union. Uh, welcome to your favorite podcast you've ever heard, the official The Orville Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, just hold on a second, because it's about to become your favorite podcast you've ever heard. My name is Greggy, Captain Greggy Hogsteller. I'm the captain of this ship, the podcast ship that we have here. And uh, I couldn't get anywhere without the help of my first mates. I've got three first mates, and they're all the first one, but they each have a very specific job. Uh, first of all, we have security officer yes. and first mate, Miranda. Yes. Miranda, welcome to the show. What's up? Alex Arbor Day, everybody. <laughs> Um, oh no (laughs) who was that (laughs) well she got mad when she wasn't first last last time so i'm supposed to be first that's the rule (laughs) of the show the last person to get on the skype call gets to go first (laughs) person who's been here on every episode gets to go first wow guys the listeners don't need to hear this (laughs) Oh, you just heard his voice. We have a science officer and alien expert, Dr. Kevin O'Brien. And uh, I, sir, and uh, Alex Arborday to you all. Thank you, Kevin. Um, Kevin, you've been on the Skype call the longest, so. Yeah, some say I was even, you could even say I was the second person on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You could not get anywhere in space without a numbers guy like mr tim tim welcome to the show hey uh, alex arborday all around <laughs> and tim i'm gonna start calling you mr tim as well <laughs> I, I think you've earned that by now i was thinking uh, a new nickname i would like is um the the laundry guy or something because i'm gonna be airing a lot of our dirty laundry on this episode <laughs> oh boy Ooh. you got a little bit of gossip to dish right now or are you saving it um maybe it could be no, a new segment i i kind of started that and then realized if i said anything i would feel kind of bad <laughs> even if i knew it was a joke the other people might not so <laughs> i'm gonna back away from this okay so you're a coward, coward. that's okay <laughs> coward <laughs> all right i got one my cat uh his claws are really razor sharp right now and uh last night he got his claw stuck in his scratching pad Okay. Oh my god, I can't believe you said that about you. It's breaking. Your cat. It's an announcement. That's what, like your best friend, dude. Well, how could you say that about your cat? No, now I feel really bad about this. <laughs> <laughs> do you have another cat? How many cats do you have? Two. Man, so 
you got one, you got 50% of your cats against you right now. <laughs> you know, be careful. Oh, by the way, we, we got a review lately that um maybe we had too much. I, we'll talk about it later, but maybe we have too much background noise. Can you guys hear my air conditioner? Should I go turn that off? Mm, I, I can't. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't hear it. Okay. Well, then, um, listeners, if you can hear it, just give us a call. 787-SPLAT-JOB-AI, um, whatever our number is. Hey, if you can hear Greggy's air conditioner, just uh, just leave us a bad review that says our sound quality is bad and give us one star. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about that review. There's a lot to break down in that. <laughs> That's gonna be an entire segment of the show for sure. But we don't want to get to it yet because uh, we've got, I would say, at least two segments to get through before we get there. Um, we're gonna be talking about episode two of the Orville. Uh, we got to go back over it. Because um, there's a lot of stuff we missed the first time around. But before we even can get to that, all week, or I mean two weeks. So how long has it been since we last recorded an episode? It's been a little while. And ever since then, I've just been, I've had this feeling in my stomach, this itch. Like, I don't know how to scratch this. But then I thought, wait a second. Scott Grimes, the music man himself. I've got to listen to a Scott Grimes song. Um, So that's what I got for us tonight. I've got his first ever single scott grimes has ever made we all know this song very well of course right let me look it up real quick because i don't remember what it's called it's like well you don't remember the title because sometimes the title is not like just the thing that they say in the chorus yeah. you know well i mean once you hear it you're gonna remember it from the radio oh yeah self. oh i, I don't even self-titled mind. oh man this this song charted number 34 i wish he called up. it scott grimes i wish you i wish the song was called scott grimes too <laughs> Like oh. Black Sabbath. Black he self titled his song Scott Grimes. Wait a second. It is from the album Scott Grimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the, the Holy Trinity, man. You gotta Scott Grimes by Scott Grimes. <laughs> the album Scott Grimes. Uh, this was back in uh, 1989. This song reached number 34 on the U.S. adult contemporary chart. If I, if I remember correctly, this was the song that inspired Taylor Swift's parents to have a baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was born in 1989, so this could have also been the could year. have been your, your parents' bang yeah, song. It, it could have been. I was born in March, so it was probably 1988. But, uh, you know, they could have got some early demos. He was testing it out live before yes, he recorded yes. it. Uh, Music festival baby, you know. My parents were hip, so they probably were into, like, the <laughs> underground scene. So They were just Scott Grimes, like, before anybody else was. Before he charted 33. Yeah. On, I, I, bet, I bet they were, because I feel like it's part of my genetic code to be a Scott Grimes fan. You know, it's in my DNA. 34 is kind of the magic number for Scott, too, because uh, another single of his, Living on the Run, also charted at 34 on the adult contemporary chart. Wow. wow. My birthday. Did- I know. I can't start giving it my birthday. <laughs> 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 I think I gave it away. Well, <laughs> it's not the 34th of March. <laughs> I'm guessing March 4th. <laughs> my birthday is 34 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> is your birthday Army Day? Army Day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh i get it march 4th yeah shout out to that. kathy trace my mom loved making that joke oh boy she's still alive i don't know she oh does she listen 1989 uh, 
I just so want what are we to... doing? Just giving out giving out shout outs to anybody's moms now? They don't <laughs> well, we've done that a lot for you, so I'm, I'm trying to get my mom in on this. Shout out to my mom. I love you. I'm not going to give out your birthday. <laughs> well, I just have to make sure she doesn't listen because um, if she doesn't listen, that takes her out of the running for the Golden Dory. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she listens, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is a great song. Um, of course, we've all heard it a million times before, um, but we really love it. So uh, here we go. Here's the first clip from I Don't Even Mind, 1989, from the album Scott Grimes. Craig, it real quick. Is this actually Scott Grimes? <laughs> this is actually Scott Grimes. He was a teenager before, at the time. His, before his voice changed. Yeah, I no. think so. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but Scott Grimes can sing really good, actually. <laughs> and yeah, well, I just he, heard it. And he he uh, sings in a uh, in American Dad as the he plays the the son in American Dad. Oh yeah, that does kind of sound yes. And he I sings that we've talked about this before. Yeah, we've and he sings and he's and it's he does uh, some really good singing. Like he sounds like a teenage kid uh, singing. So yeah, he he sounds like Prince. I feel like or he tries well, to at least. Any any good actor is a good singer because then you should be able to act as a good singer. You know that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that guy who's playing Queen, Billy Bob Thornton, and Kevin. It's Bacon. like how all singers are good actors because you just like sing the lines the way that they should sound. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, you just have to match that vocal pattern. You have to find the song, find the rhythm, you know. Because talking is singing. Oh, it sounded like there was going to be a second half <laughs> of that. <laughs> like talking is singing, but. That's the end of it. Okay. I also almost knocked my head. I knocked my headphones out, so I was recovering. Sorry, I can't really see what is what you're doing, Kevin, because there has been an animated crying face over your face Still? on this Skype thing the whole time. Yeah, I don't know why. Let's see if I can oh, change no, it up now here. Now a thumbs up. Giving you a thumbs up. Okay, now. Or how about this? Up. So you just love me. <laughs> I do. I do love you. Okay, good. I probably should have told you guys we were going to do this beforehand so you could have listened to it and um, gotten to know where the crazy parts are of it. Yeah, I didn't really listen to the lyrics at all. I was just like feeling the groove like that and that and that voice, really. Yeah, tell me what it's called again. I'll, I'll look up the lyrics so I can read along. Well, that's the, yes, that's the other bad thing. So I, I, it's called I Don't Even Mind by Scott Grimes. I tried to look it up. I don't see any lyrics on it online at all. If you find it, please link it to me. This is getting edited out, right? This isn't part of it. <laughs> yeah, this part probably. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the the first segment that's just kind of getting you into the groove, right? That's not nothing too crazy yet. Um, let's check out this next one. Hearts, laying pieces where- 
So hearts. Something, 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 something. <laughs> uh, learn to run away. Yeah, they learn to run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of those, th- this song, you know, we all know, but if anyone doesn't, it's worth calling out. It's famous for being one of those like misheard lyrics songs, <laughs> you know, like um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. So kind of you get, you get what you hear out of this song. You know, everyone kind of finds their own meaning. For me, it's like, it's kind of about like, you know, something happens and you're like, oh, I don't really mind kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I get call, from yeah. it. I, what do you guys get from it? Well, uh, it's just the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not really. I can only think about Skygrimes' feet the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> this, the whole time we've been talking, <laughs> I'm imagining him dancing on a on like a floor and spinning around. <laughs> Is there a music video for this? There's not. Like the the YouTube uh-huh. clip I found, uh, the guy says that something may remind him reminded of him him of the song the other day, so he posted it on YouTube. And he's got the video somewhere, but it's in a on a VHS tape, um, and he can't find it. Damn! Oh. Wow. Hmm. Scott will release it. <laughs> Can we tar- get a Twitter movement happening about this? Um, like, uh, oh, you you go ahead, Greg. <laughs> hashtag Grimes tape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> boy grimes tape so no, it's when uh, when he was young <laughs> boy grimes tape okay yeah I like that one now he does talk about hearts running away you can imagine um something about feet with that but I don't know now that reminds me that reminds me of um the movie rat race uh, when when mr bean is uh with uh newman in the car in the truck and they're and they're bringing a a organ to uh somebody and like a piano organ or like um no no it's a human organ like a state uh, of body, organ a body a body not not a body of land a, <laughs> a body part hmm and like a heart and that makes me think of that oh, okay uh, the mm. fun. i can i say what movie and reminds I, me of oh are yeah. you not done <laughs> and i think that movie was clearly uh, directly inspired from this uh, song. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. And I think wow. we'll see that through the rest of the lyrics. So the movie was after the song? Clearly, yes. Okay. This was in 1989, which, let me check real quick, that was the year of this. Rat Race was like 2002 or something? That was the well, year of this. Maybe 2000? It was a, it's a remake. So I don't know. I haven't. That. I haven't seen the original. I, I didn't I know, know the same scene was in there. <laughs> I don't know if there was ever an original. It wasn't Mr. Bean, though. We know it's that. It's a mad, 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 mad world. That's what it, it's a that's remake. A different of. movie. It's a remake. 
This movie, oh, is that the movie that reminds you of, Miranda? I, I no. think that's what she's trying to say. But this is Rat Race, and this is a different movie. Okay, well, can I say what movie reminds me of or not? You're, you did. Please. No. Okay, reminds go ahead. Of, reminds me of Critters 2, <laughs> because Scott Grimes is in it. Oh, that's a good reason. That's a good yeah. Reason. I get um, if we're sharing the movie that just like you kind of close your eyes and you see. Mm-hmm. I get the Rugrats movie. Lost hmm. in Paris. No, Why? it's the one with the like dinosaur thing and Reptar. a stroller, maybe. Yeah, Reptar. Yeah, yeah, Reptar. I, I imagine Reptar singing this song. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's he singing it to? Um, one of the Pickles Boys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Angelica or. Uh, Chucky, the Pickles Boys. Yeah, Dill and um. Oh yeah, yeah Dill. Dill Pickles and his. I forgot his, about Dill. Tommy. Oh, yeah. Well, there's Tommy, yeah. Tommy Pickles, mm-hmm. Stu Pickles. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Was Stu Dill was short for Dilbert? I think his <laughs> name was just Dill. I don't think that's the name. Mm. I think Bert was his middle name. Mm. Oh okay. The movie it reminds me of it's it reminds me of um. I don't know if it was a movie or just a scene from Mr. Bean, but the one where um, somebody told him that the, the way they, they say hello in the country he's in is to wave their middle finger. And so he's just mm-hmm. driving around waving his middle finger at everybody he goes by. Mm-hmm. I don't, that, might be, that might be related to the thing Kevin said. I'm not sure. But, yeah, uh, no, I, don't, I don't know if it's the same movie, but that's, I, get a, I get that feeling too when I listen <laughs> to the clip. Okay, let's hear this next one. There's something about like the lash of a blade, I think. I really yeah. wish we could find lyrics for this song. <laughs> I can't understand a word he's saying. So. Yeah, he says, I've listened to the song so much, and I've never <laughs> thought like, what are the words? And now I'm realizing I got nothing. <laughs> well, the- you heard flash of the blade. I heard clash of the nades. Like people are throwing grenades at each oh, other. Wow. Yeah, could be it. That's and if you remember around the same time that Rat Race came out, a movie Saving Private Ryan came out, and there was a lot of scenes in that movie where nades just kind of clash in the air. Mm, mm. I think we're finding that many of the movies in the late '90s and early 2000s were probably subconsciously inspired by a Scott Grimes song from that album. <laughs> Scott Grimes. I think he is in this song. He's lamenting the loss of a lover. He's no longer going to feel her arms around him, holding him in the night. Um, that was one of the lyrics, I think. Okay. Well, as someone who has listened to this song before, it must be easy for you to say <laughs> what you think it's about. <laughs> Should we pause and I'll listen to the song? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that the third verse is just going to be him be like, so what this song is about, like the music kind of fades out. Like, this song, it's all about having a lover and losing her. Uh. Yeah, this song, this uh, that particular clip reminded me of um, 
like some mumble, a, a lot of the mumblecore movies where you can't really understand what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> What's a What's like an example of a mumblecore movie? I don't know. I've heard it. I've heard it uh, talked about. I've heard mumblecore, <laughs> and it sounded cool. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I've never yeah, seen one. Yeah, I've, just, I've just listened to them. Your typical uh, the Duplass. I've heard Duplass brothers being thrown around in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're big into mumblecore stuff. <laughs> you got your little pump. Your <laughs> Okay, let's yeah. see. I feel oh, like that's, okay. That's, that's this song. Are we listening song, to the song right now? No, this song. It's like the um, it's like the "This Is America" of '89, <laughs> where it's like you hear it and you're like, "Okay, I guess it's fine," and then you go like, "Oh, there's a lot more to it than I thought." Oh, you know I see. Yeah, yeah. You know what's great about this uh, little video is that it's. Scott, the the Flash uh, or whatever presentation that they did is all about Sky Guys making a music video, but there's no music. <laughs> what I'm watching. Am I supposed to be watching? Am I magazine. supposed to be listening to this right now? No, I wasn't. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll okay. Listen to the song. Okay. Okay. He was 18. I'm 18 and live a crazy life. Plus, I can show you what the 80s like. Joel Santana inspired by Scott Rimes. <laughs> I like that song. I think it's good. Which clip were we even on? I don't know. Okay, well, here's another one. Okay, that one I get. Now, after all your lies, I finally got wise. Now, I don't even mind. I don't even mind. I, f- I feel like he's saying that, but yet here he is singing his heart out about it. <laughs> he's been hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Who's he been? He's been hurt by somebody that much is clear. So who hurt him, you know? Scott, Scott who hurt you? Scott, who hurt you? Yeah, he's in pain here, and somehow he managed to, you know, kind of harness that energy from the pain and kind of like, you know the way, uh, I don't want to lose you, but you know the way how with coal, when you apply pressure to it, it can create a diamond. Um, Just from the pressure, it's like they really tightly, really squeeze it, and then... That's what he's doing inside of his soul with that pain, and he's singing diamonds. Wow. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Mm. Is that a lyric from this song? <laughs> I think I heard it somewhere in the song. It's, it's interesting. You get, you get a song like this where it's kind of like, you, you know, you hear it, and it's like, it's great. The melody's great. It's just like it's a bopper, you know, you're just bopping your head. And then you actually listen and there's some really dark stuff happening under the covers, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those like it, it makes it kind of sobers you up when you start listening and you go, oh, OK. OK. All okay, right. Yeah. Maybe it's not all rainbows for Sky Grimes. Yeah, maybe he's been somewhere, you know, and he was 18 when he made this. So 
you know, he probably been through a couple breakups. He knew what it was like at that point to really like go through loss. You know, he might, might've had a grandparent die or something. He doesn't even mind. He doesn't even <laughs> mind that his grandparents died. <laughs> That's wisdom. Timeless wisdom. <laughs> I don't even mind. He says, <laughs> Well, actors, they kind of, um, they kind of build from the, those experiences, you know, they, uh, they put that into their, into their art, really. And I don't think an actor like Scott Grimes could give the performances he's giving if he didn't have that dark space inside of himself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when, when he lost his leg in the Isaac prank, mm-hmm. you got to go to some like fucked up places, you know? He probably reached deep into those, you know, recesses. He probably like thought about that time in high school when uh, he got his lunch a little late because he had to talk to the teacher about homework or something, and his friends didn't save a seat for him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or when his, or when his grandma, grandparent died. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even mind though. Mm, I'm starting to think that that's. What you say when you're in pain, mm-hmm. like Whoa. Tim, like Tim alluded to, that they're, you know, he's saying he's fine, he doesn't mind, but he's hurt. He's clearly hurt. His, when he sings, it does sound like he's in pain. <laughs> it does sound like it's very painful for him. And like, have- <laughs> definitely, he has a vice on his balls when he's singing. Sure. <laughs> and, and you have to be reminded of the film Rat Race. When, <laughs> when the guy gets his tongue pierced and oh, right, yeah. he can't, he can't mm-hmm. talk. Uh-huh. So he's kind of like mumbling and you can't really understand him, <laughs> but you know, but you know, he's in pain. And that's a, like, I can't be any more on the money with this theory. <laughs> that rat race. And there's that, um, there's that part in rat race where Enrico Polini goes, I have lost my heart many times before. I, who is that? Enrico Polini, he's one of the characters in Rat Race. The character's name or the actor's name? Okay. No, it's Mr. Bean. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the actor's oh. name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- these theories are unassailable, so I'm just going to go ahead and play the next <laughs> clip here. <laughs> Okay, this one is a little clearer to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Looks, Dreams. Looks, if they could kill, we'd both be dead. Mm-hmm. Then he Oof. says a different thing. Then he says the thing about dreams. Yeah, dreams. Why did you <laughs> have to tear them all apart? Why did you have Oof. to break my heart in two and two and two? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in two and then in two. So in eight pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's what does a, that mean? I think that's a Harry Potter reference. I don't want to talk about that part. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's you don't, like, you don't uh, want to talk about Harry Potter? Nah, nah. I'm not a big Harry Potter head. I just happen to <laughs> be able to spot that very clear Harry Potter reference in the song. 
It's definitely deep enough that I don't get it. <laughs> and I am a bit of a Harry Potter expert. It's uh, the Horcruxes. <laughs> You know, the boy who lived and, you know. The stairs, you're a wizard. So is Dumbledore? Yeah, Dumbledore. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you go through the double door to get into Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) The great, they always taught reference the big double doors at Hogwarts. And they say the all all powerful. They talk about it like too much. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, just, just. Just a couple of doors. <laughs> yeah. well, doors are not it's, unusual. I think it's, it's one door. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's double. It's, it is an interesting semantic debate to be like, you know, at what point is two doors just one door, you know? <laughs> the weirdest is how in the films they decided to completely just go by that, like, you know, cast that to the side and, and have a human. I know it was, uh, I know, I know it's a little early for Miranda's drink, but, <laughs> but if, if listeners just stick with me, uh, yeah, what's happening, uh, is they, even though they, you know, anthro, uh, I don't know. I don't want to anthropomorphic, I can't do it, but, uh, but you know, uh, anthropomorphized the, the double there doors. We We're on the double doors Man. somewhere. And yes, with the double doors, but they should have casted Steven door. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been good. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. And yeah. was there, Oh, t- I forgot that to you, it's just one door. <laughs> so I was waiting for the second. Well, I was guessing maybe like door wrist day. Okay, you guys, we got to save this for our Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> because I, I have a theory uh, about the song, actually. So, um, the part where he says, looks, if they could kill, we'd both be dead. <laughs> now, do you think that is because the two of them are angry at each other, so they're giving each other mean looks? Or do you think it's other people looking at them with mean looks because they've done something bad, kind of like in the um, movie Rat Race? Uh, where mm-hmm. <laughs> where uh, John John Lovitz he gets a little bit of I think it's Dookie on his lip right and it looks like mm-hmm. it looks like he has a Hitler mustache like- and then he keeps putting his hand up like a like a freaking Hail Hitler salute everybody's yeah. looking at this guy if looks could kill John Lovitz and his entire family there in his car would be dead mm-hmm. oh, I man. Man, that's so funny. That movie was fucking hilarious. <laughs> if uh, I so my interpretation of that line is that they're both um, like very physically attractive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so everybody's checking him out. He's no, like, my, like he's so good looking. Yeah. Oh, is, but if you look okay. at him, you're dead. Oh wow. Which isn't that like a phrase? Like if, he's sort of a Medusa character. If looks could kill, <laughs> if looks could kill, we'd both be dead. Well, what I liked about it, and again, this is where the song has all these interpretations that are so fascinating. Under my interpretation of he's saying we're both very sexy, if I can use such a phrase, I we're both very uncomfortable. With that. <laughs> okay, we're both very you know hot. We're both okay. very got it going on esque, you know. <laughs> 
what I like about it is it's just like it's so 80s, man. You know, now in the 2000s, we're like, um, oh, no, I'm ugly. Oh, even though you're like, you, you know, you're hot, but you have to yeah. say you're ugly. But back in the 80s, you could just be like, hey, I'm hot. I get it. You know, I'm uh-huh. sorry. You might want to cover your ears. I'm sexy. <sighs> and it's that confidence that I miss. Mm. Yeah, I miss that, too. Nowadays. In all the songs, everybody's so insecure. As I, I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, Tim, I hate all yeah. those pop songs that are coming out lately about being ugly, <laughs> feeling bad about it, not being confident, and having no luck with the, you know, the gender of their choice. Yeah, it's all this emo stuff. That's all we have now. Mm. I'm a teenage dirtbag, you know. <laughs> It sounds like kind of like Scott Grimes, that song. <laughs> yeah, but without the confidence, without like the yeah. machismo mm-hmm. of a Scott mm-hmm. Grimes. Mm-hmm. This is why they didn't last. Here, Kev, try this out. Try this out. You sing that line, but instead of um, teenage dirtbag, just say sexy dirtbag. <laughs> and you'll feel the difference. Um, I'm, first of all, I'm not your puppet and I'm not your little play toy, <laughs> but I'm going to do this for the listeners. <laughs> I'm just did. What was it again? Give me a line. Sexy dirt bag. Sexy dirt bag, baby. Hmm. <laughs> See, there's that. I got a bonus, you know. <laughs> wow, my inbox is flooded with <laughs> women and record deals. <laughs> they say we need to work on the pitch, but the confidence is there. Really. I think it's a good thing that Scott didn't sing, you know, really sad, low confidence songs back in the 80s, because I think all yeah, the teens would have just friggin killed that. themselves. Yeah. Man, you know, if looks could kill, <laughs> then the TV show The Office would be uh, like a serial murderer. <laughs> And that's a joke you can print on anything, and it's going to sell. <laughs> if looks could kill, hmm. then The Office... The TV show The Office would, oh, the be, TV a, show the would office be a would serial be murderer. A serial. Um, a serial murderer. In this part of the podcast where Miranda doesn't get this joke, the camera comes over to me, and I kind of like raise my eyebrows a little, and I, I do a thing like, hmm? <laughs> No. <laughs> and that just kills Miranda. <laughs> so, but seriously, are you saying because they look at the camera a lot? Mm-hmm. Are you oh, saying okay. because That's they're all very they're smart? Because they're giving lots of they're giving lots of looks. Because everyone so in that show is so attractive. Oh yeah, that Jim Helper. Well, he's a movie star now. He's Jack Ryan now. Mm-hmm. He's Jack he's on, Ryan. He's, he's quiet. On, he's, he's Amazon Prime's Jack Ryan now. He's, he's a Amazon, Amazon Prime A grade beef cake. Yeah. yeah. He's Jack Ryan. I'm jacking off, brother. <laughs> <laughs> next, next clip. Here we go. <laughs>
okay, that was just the chorus again. I want to play. I I know I just played a clip. We did, we're not going to talk about it, but I just got to get to this next clip because it's my I favorite so, part of the whole song. I have so much though. I have uh, so much. <laughs> no, no, no. Can- I have a I have a little to say. Okay, go ahead. Uh, fucking rules. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, well, wait till you get a whenever you play it. You can play it as many times as you want. Wait till you get a load of this part because this is the this is gonna blow your mind. Here we go. (laughs) Damn, that rules. That was good. That was really good. I didn't even know Scott could play the flute. (laughs) Was that a flute? I think it was a flute. Miranda, you're you're the you're the music expert. Uh, Definitively a flute. Yeah, I don't know what the hell else it could have been (laughs) or why anybody would question that. Thought it was an electric recorder. Oh, no, that's not. Is that a a thing? thing. (laughs) No. Yeah, you just you know. No. this part reminds me of when the, everybody's favorite scene at the end of Rat Race when Smash Mouth comes out. And oh, yeah, yeah. I think they give like a million dollars to charity or something. Mm. How? Why does it remind you of that? Mm. It's just the next logical <laughs> step. I think we're at the, near the end of the song. That's the end of the movie. So, mm. But it's safe because if there is another clip, you can say, oh, and that's the credits. There you go. <laughs> there is one more clip. Here we go. Wow. I think he said something about books on tape. <laughs> well, he had a whole breakdown there, and it was hard <laughs> to catch it, but he said a lot of stuff. Uh, you were the sinner. You were the siren. I caught he said that. Something about, he said something about crawling, like credits crawl up the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a lot of, like, I think mixed that's signals, sir. Yeah. No, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, I just think that song that when he said the going back to the crawling part, maybe think of that song by Linkin Park, "Crawling in My Skin," and I, that and I felt like that was Is that in Rat Race. <laughs> I think that's at some point they play that in Rat Race, like one of the the middle part when everybody gets really ups- like depressed and 
there's like no way out. And then they, I don't know, they all just keep driving to that, that locker or something like that. And, uh, um, I think this is just goes to one of the many things that this song or the sky grimes, 1989, uh, album influenced was Lincoln parks song crawling. Hmm. How does that song go again? Crawling in my skin. Oh, uh, man. The mixed messages thing that Tim was saying <laughs> made me think it kind of reminds me of uh, that Alex Arbor song with the, the opposite girl in it. Which one is... I mean, that it is like most of them. But. I think it was Floorboards. Maybe. Oh, this oh, yeah. is the one yeah, yeah. about how the girl is a B-word? No, I think in this one he likes the girl, but, but because she does all the bad things, like even though she's so flawed, he, that's what makes him love her, you know? Oh, I do remember this one. <laughs> she says, you, you, I'll show you mine if you show me yours a lot. <laughs> I would have loved to have heard that in this song. Mm, if there's we, one we might thing have. That- <laughs> But one thing is for sure, 18-year-old Scott Grimes was getting it in. I mean, he was having a lot of sexual experiences to be able to make a song like this. Yeah, you, you know, that... that um, How to say this politely? <laughs> I don't think his dick was dry for more than 45 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Well, I said this before, and it probably got drowned out for good reason, but 1989 was... The year of the snake on the Chinese zodiac. So that's what I mean. His snake was was out. Snake, snake was burrowing. Snake was yep. Scared snake. No. Snake. <laughs> and I want to say thank you to both of you guys for cleaning that up. I mean, you didn't know how to say it politely, and you really did a great job. But that is I Don't Even Mind, you know, your favorite song that you've heard a thousand times already. But we I'm wanted very, to talk I'm about it. I'm very into this song. I think it's a very well-crafted song. I mm-hmm. think the flute is like a nice touch that sort of sets it apart from others of the genre. I don't know. Who would we compare this to? And that is Miranda's Hidden Bangers <laughs> section. <laughs> it, it ends on a question that we're supposed to answer. <laughs> Who does it remind us uh, of? I, th- I think there's only one even remotely close, and that's the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the king of pop rock, Prince. <laughs> I was going to say the king of rock, Alex Arbor. <laughs> king of rock and rap. <laughs> and rap yeah. And metal. Yeah. Rock, rap, and metal. This guy can do it all. Dark shit. It's basically Linkin Park. <laughs> Yeah, the, the castanets were a big thing. Like, it, the the song starts off with them. You get hit with them right away. And then they're throughout. And then the flute, that's a big thing as well. And, of course, that the, the best instrument in the whole song, Scott Grimes' voice. The human, mm-hmm. human flute. <laughs> <laughs> and you know his flute got played, right? <laughs> Skin flute. <laughs> Don't blow on it though. <laughs> hey, okay. You know the uh, flute was designed to 
uh, all of the buttons on the flute match erogenous zones on the male penis. <laughs> oh, really? The eight penis chakras. <laughs> the third ball <laughs> is located. <laughs> <laughs> Science, science is still not out on that. But there's a lot of historical texts that reference that. It's mostly drawings. So it's mostly drawings. Hashtag the third ball. It's on cave paintings a lot, and you know there's a lot of uh, alternative translations of the Bible that reference the third ball. Well, what's what's actually crazy is. These different caves from all over the earth. Um, you have from parts in Peru, caves in Peru and and uh, uh, the Amazon, and you compare those to the caves in Spain and then in Turkey, and they all have the same drawings of the penis with eight holes marking <laughs> and the third ball chakra at the bottom. <laughs> and every society and has a word for the third. There's ball no sword. way. There's no way they could have communicated. This not without this being like a some sort of alien knowledge, I think, <laughs> or just that it's true, and they yeah. all independently discovered it, and now the government is is hiding it. Yes, it's like how they all uh, knew the 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 moon. Well, and the the aboriginal <laughs> the abor- the aboriginals of Australia have thirty eight words for third ball. <laughs> is that a coincidence. <laughs> No, and they have twelve words for fourth ball, which I honestly I haven't bought into yet. I think that one might be that was a take your base baseball kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they they also they also invented baseball, so that's uh, that could be bad. Well, the thing is, the government doesn't want us to come, right? You know. <laughs> and Wait, that's are you saying the, thing. That's why they invented saying... condoms. The government doesn't want us to come correctly, or right. the government doesn't want to come, comma, right? Well, both are probably true, but I meant more correctly, yeah. because they're uh, trying to suppress yeah. the knowledge of the third, it, third they're, ball. They're, and they're <laughs> always trying to push fucked up ways to come. Well, and also, they would prefer, and this is kind of the same thing, they would prefer that everyone comes a little bit to the left, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people have a little kink. Which not a kink, like like a uh, what's a word for that? Well, that can actually be aligned through ball and penis yoga. So if you just uh, you know you can get those kinks out and you can come correct. <laughs> this has to be an Alex Arverson. <laughs> um, hi, Miranda's mom, uh, and. <laughs> Tonight we talked. We are going to be talking about Oroville, the Oroville episode two. I did not look up what the name of this episode was. Does anybody Command know? Performance. Oh, Command good performance, job. I think. Tim, you, you got a point. I'm not saying what the points yes. are for, but that's a point in your favor, Tim. Uh, Wait, what, do you, what do you get a point for? Hey, I'm not saying what the points are for. I'm just saying Tim's got one. It's well, probably how, just how some sapphire it? star bullshit. <laughs> He I got a sapphire star. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was Thanks. the episode where uh, Kelly and oh, are Orville. we talking about this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can yeah. we do okay. this like really quick? Yeah, definitely. 
So Kelly and the Orville, uh, they get sucked up to an alien zoo, and then um, what's her face? Uh, uh, Alara does not know oh, how to be little, the boss. That's a little too quick. Uh, I'm sorry. I did, I did want to talk about Seth's parents. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah Seth's parents. What what were you gonna say? Well, we all know the stuff with Jeffrey Tambor going on, and I feel like not enough people are asking about whether he's going to be in season two of the. They're all like, "Was he going to be in season five, Rest of Elements? Is he going to be in season six, Rest of Elements? Going to be in Transparent?" No one's asking, "Is he going to be in season two of the Orville?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I just want to get that going, you know. I think he's staying because Alara walked. So <laughs> maybe or. Or I'm, we've, we're hearing things, especially with a new development <laughs> that we will not discuss on our show. Uh, um, yeah. It's exclusive. Look, guys, we're teasing some exclusive content that maybe will come out in a Patreon episode uh, <laughs> where we go over Seth's uh, love life and possible relationships. The cool thing <laughs> the about possible you- secret relationships <laughs> he's been hiding. Oh, yeah, we could just talk about that all next episode. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want, want to get caught in that spider web. Yeah. 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 The cool thing about the Orville is they can really tackle these issues, like the whole upvoting episode, um, the one where they couldn't decide whether or not to make the baby be a, a girl or a boy. All this stuff. It's like um, headline news stuff. They could easily <laughs> do a Me Too episode with Seth's dad. Maybe they bring that in. Yeah. They have the tact for it, but they can make it <laughs> funny too, you know? Oh, yeah. Do you think that stuff like passes on genetically? Like, is Seth going to be okay now? I don't know. Mm. And is, Je- is Jeffrey Tambor, is Seth, Seth MacFarlane's is- actual dad? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I yes. assume that he like. Why would he? Why would Me. he need someone else to play his dad when he could just get his real dad, Jeffrey Tambor? <laughs> yeah, it does make you wonder what Halston like. Is she okay? You know, I'm a you. Wait, okay. <laughs> you're you're prioritizing Halston's age over Seth. <laughs> it's like ooh, Tim. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's no right answer to this question. I'm gonna be crucified <laughs> on social media, regardless. So, so I'm just yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. That's so much blowback. <laughs> Tim, trust me, as a guy who is constantly standing out on that ledge, I am getting destroyed on social media for all my <laughs> takes from episodes of the official The Orville podcast. I mean, already we're going to get all the third ball deniers all over our third balls. And... <laughs> hey, if you want to deny the third ball, just fucking save it. We don't have time for it. Uh, you will be blocked. Yeah, take your two balls home and <laughs> count, twiddle those. Yeah, maybe you don't have a third ball, okay? But I do, so... If you don't Sorry. have a third ball, it's because you're just not, you're not open to it, so... I'm Believe having the three times ball. as much fun as you are, but fine. <laughs> that's that's how that's how the third ball works. <laughs> if you don't have a third ball, she ain't hitting it right, brother. <laughs> I'm saying brother a lot this episode. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> well, we're family. So. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Um, I've got very. I think I have five notes total for this episode. Uh, let's see. I only got one. <laughs> the Orville. 
Okay, so Kelly was asking about how his um, the Orville's parents thought about her, and um, he says that one time his mom called her a bitch forty six times in a conversation, and uh, then the, the people in the next uh, table complained. So he was just sitting there during this conversation, just with his fingers out, like counting down every time his mom said <laughs> bitch. That was a weird, uh, a weird specific. It's, it's I, I hate that. No, what I meant is I love that we're discussing this episode again, and that I can clearly remember talking about this part in the episode. Oh, did we? Time around, and yet here we are again, just having the same so conversation. I have a, I have a different take on it. Okay, uh, I have kind of like a third ball take on this. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, Let's not fact- use third ball take because that makes it sound like third ball take is uh, like an out there idea, you know? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I meant that with like rolled eyes, like oh, this is what people think the third ball. Okay, is. I got you. Okay, so this is just our, like an ironic third ball, ironic third ball take, but the take's not ironic. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, so they've dropped. I feel like a couple hints that Seth might be on the spectrum. Oh, Seth or <laughs> Captain Norville? Yeah, it's Which the same one? guy, basically. Okay. Which one? So it's either he's on the spectrum or he really, really, really wanted to call a woman a bitch and said that they told him the only way to do it is if he's quoting another woman. Mm. <laughs> one of the two. Or both. It could be both. Yeah, I don't think he's on the spectrum. So, why? <laughs> well, he's like so, he's so successful socially. You know, he's like he seems like a really intuitive guy when it comes to other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe maybe in his brain, he's just seeing the way people respond to each other and stuff is like numbers in his head. Like, is that a thing you can do, Tim? Like, he's he's using his. Uh, his uh, special powers, which is what Spectrum is, right? Uh, he's using that to uh, calculate the way the way people uh, interact with each other. Yeah, it. Um, there's some research on this. Is, that... is, is hold on? Is Spectrum is Spectrum a motorcycle? Because <laughs> if so, then yes, I, I have seen Seth on this. <laughs> and he is badass. Is he wearing leather and like uh, stuff? Oh yes, he's safe. Why haven't I seen this? Well, you're not. You need to get on the spectrum forums. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not the name of the motorcycle, motorcycle companies call me. I've got awesome names for for motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim. I didn't mean to derail you. You were about no. to say something really good. I think uh, I think actually I finished right before you started talking. I don't think so. I think you're about to go off. Oh yeah, it was. Um, there's actually a lot of science right now that's saying that basically, like the X Men is just being on the spectrum, and we're just starting to find some people who are really tapping into it. Where you go, I'm going to use my power to increase my power. You know. Mm. Does that yeah, make sense? It, yeah, it is. Because okay, so Seth it is like superpower. Seth. If you look at Darwin and evolution, it's gonna be they're in the next. They're gonna be on top. 
in twenty in twenty years from now, we're all going to be on the spectrum. Seth, Seth's already on top. Well, and that's why I've always wanted this shirt made, but I only have the version that I made the Sharpie on an old shirt that I turned inside out, which is like the monkey slowly turning into the man, and then the last one is Seth's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's good. And how this hasn't been, you know, gotten off just the, the shirt, the Sharpie shirt, you know, and onto like something with a real artist rendering it's beyond me. Yeah, because you can't really tell it's Seth on mine. Yeah, you're not good with it. And you use a really big uh, tip uh, Sharpie. It's so. like the huge square felt tip that I use. Yeah, it's just like a circle, really. <laughs> and it's like, it's a blue marker on a dark gray shirt. <laughs> yeah. But his third ball chakra is so clear. <laughs> um, this is something we definitely talked about on a previous episode. Tucker out. Oh, hashtag Tucker out. That's the best. That's the best joke in this whole in this whole show is that they <laughs> name this guy Tucker. So when he could, when he signs off on the radio calls, he says Tucker out, and, and it's like. This, and I bet somebody was like, "Why don't we just call him Tucker?" And I think I've said this before. They're like, "Just call him Tucker. It's a funny, stupid thing." So it's it's the best joke. Whoever yeah. thought of it, Good job. And, I mean, we've talked about it before, so there's not a lot to say about it, but Tucker out, yeah. Hashtag Tucker out. Uh, let's see, what else do I got? So, listeners, if you thought, is this, are they going to do this, this whole take two thing throughout the whole thing? Yes, and it's going to get shorter and shorter each time. <laughs> In the world of the episode, the way it's written, it kind of makes sense that they weren't able to get everybody out of the zoo. But just as a storytelling thing, it's weird that these these um you know these good guys these space humanitarians in a way almost um they they leave all these all these different aliens stuck in this zoo at the end of this episode. Yeah, it's like it's they like get the they, kid. They, they don't want to go against Tucker's orders, mm -hmm. but they're gonna do it anyway. But then they're not going to, they don't want to go too far, you know, you know, out of line and save everybody. Just save their <laughs> friends. <sighs> so, so, yeah, the alien monster that's been there for 30 years, he's just there for the rest of his life. He probably likes it there now, you know, he's probably used to it. Yeah, you kind of get in a groove. They say after three, it takes three weeks to form a habit, you know. So, after three weeks, you're... That's life. That's all you know, you know. So I, you know, yeah, I it's don't. Good. I don't believe in that statistic because it only took me one hour to form a habit of loving the Orville. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you know, they say when Seth looks at camera and you look at screen, time freeze. You know, three weeks, boom, one hour, end. And it's like. When Seth looks at me, like I feel like my heart stops, <laughs> and time stops because of that. Mm -hmm. If looks could kill, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, can you finish that? If looks could kill, then then um, what? We'd all be doing time. Because yeah. we'd be, because we'd be looking, looking at Seth. Hey, we'd be looking. Women be shopping. <laughs> Tuck her out. 
Um, that's all the things I had written down for this episode. Did anybody else have anything they wanted to say about it? Yeah. No. I only um, had one one specific thing that we definitely talked about last time, but it was just so funny watching again was that uh, in the process of them escaping the zoo, they go in and say that they're that uh, Orville and Kelly are diseased in order to trick the zookeeper. And he says, oh, they're diseased. Well, uh, initiate the euthanasia protocol. And the, the way that they kill them is have like five different lasers at odd angles slicing randomly through the apartment slowly. So I just, I don't know. It just, no, no matter how many times I watch it, I can't think of how that was the best way to, uh, you know, Resident Evil style. We, I think we, <laughs> we have made that same have reference. Talk about it. <laughs> but it just needs to be talked about again, Miranda. Uh, These guys yeah, are so I, advanced. If there was a better way to do it, they would have thought of, of it, Kevin. Come on. I can't. Yeah. You know, this is like, I'm an alien expert, and if there's this just, it doesn't fall in line. Yeah, maybe I'm not as smart as them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It just doesn't make sense. Kev, be a little more 80s. Okay. <laughs> Have some confidence. You're smart. You're oh, sexy. That's what, that's what <laughs> okay, now I got okay. Yeah. Tim, did you have anything you wanted to say about it? Um, yeah, so going back uh, to like uh, the first few minutes of the episode, uh, no, I, I, I don't have anything to say. Okay, great. So that was the episode. I don't think we rated it last episode, so we don't have to this time either. Um, Miranda, I heard I you forgot have... that was a thing that we do. <laughs> Miranda, I heard you have a uh, segment this week. Yes, let me uh, let me give you some context for this. As as faithful listeners may know, I am a content coordinator for Maximum Rock and Roll, mm-hmm. the uh, world's longest running punk magazine. Please subscribe. Please, uh, like physically, not like. Not like a YouTube subscribe, but like please pay money to get our magazine every month. Smash or that buy subscribe it, button. Buy it at the store. Or, you know, we have PDF downloads. Or you can order a physical copy from our website as well. But please do um, give us money. Just but, go to store.maximumrockandroll.com. It's easy as that. Um, it's close to that. It's, yeah. I swear <laughs> I to God, that is it. Is it? Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Uh, to get the job anyway uh there is there are <laughs> other punk magazines out there they are not as good but they do exist and one of them is called razor cake and they give us free issues of razor cake and today there was one in my mailbox and i so, love this segment and i'm just and, saying and I, know. So, I want this segment to be 20 minutes long <laughs> It's going to be at least that long. <laughs> so, when you guys were talking about some boring stuff earlier, I started reading this magazine, and there is a comic in it about the Orville. Oh, wow. So, I thought that I would read and describe this 12-panel comic to you guys and see what <laughs> this, you think about it. This is actually awesome, and I'm going to go grab some lemonade. Hold on one second. Okay. Oh, Save me. I was going to ask for a bathroom break. Okay, I will also take a bathroom break. Yeah, then. might as well. All right, I'm back. Is everybody gone now? No. I just got back. That's right, folks. I got some lemonade. We're brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Now, is that hard lemonade or is it just regular lemonade? 
It's regular lemonade, but we're brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade. What I do is I have a purifier in my house. I, I well, it's just a water purifier. I pour my Mike's Hard in it, and it comes out a slightly less pink color. And I believe that takes out all the alcohol. So I pound about eight of these on a hot summer day. Get to work, operate the crane, get all those, uh, get all those, uh, you know, containers on the ship. By the time it reaches China, you know, they don't know what's happening. Everything's all wishy-washy turned around. But, uh, but Mike's, Mike's is getting their promo today. I really wish Mike's would stop putting us through all of this. Like, just give us soft lemonade. I know, because you drink it and you're like, man, this is so good. This lemonade, if I didn't, I want to drink it and not get fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because two M M H, no, I can't do it. Two Mike's hard lemonades, M H L. You're fucking done. I am back. All okay. right. I think we're all here. That was me. Okay. Okay. Are you guys ready to hear this comic? Can't yes. wait. So. Okay. So title is. My 55th column for Razor Cake by Ben Snake Pit. And it's 12 panels long. And here's the first panel. Uh, it's the author of this column. It's, you know, it's a cartoon that he draws about himself. So it's a picture of him and he's looking at the TV. And the TV has the word news. And then it has a woman on it. And he, Ben Snake Pit, is saying, hmm, I wonder what else is on? Question mark. And at the top it says, 2017 has been a rough year, but it's pretty good if you're a Star Trek fan. And I know what you guys were thinking is about Star Trek, but uh, there's going to be some Orville stuff, okay? Okay. The next panel, just trust me, there's going to be some Orville stuff. The next panel no, is a drawing okay. of a spaceship that's not the Orville, and it says, there's a new series, Star Trek Discovery, and it's pretty good. Okay, third panel. This is there's an old guy really thing. bad so far. <laughs> this is the opposite okay. of what I know, we wanted. I know, I know, but wait, just wait. <sighs> The next panel has an old guy, and he's looking at a TV, and the TV says TV Guide on it. I don't know why he's reading TV Guide on his TV, but he is. It's a channel. It's a channel. Okay. Well, I guess he's watching the channel. And he's saying, what dead burn channel is it on? And at the top it says, unfortunately, in the U.S., it can only be seen on CBS's streaming service, which turns a lot of people off. And the next panel, <sighs> same, same old guy. He says, oh, look, I found $2 in the couch cushions. And then at the top it says, even though the price comes out to be about 2 bucks an episode, people get mad about having to pay for stuff. Okay, next column. I'm telling you this Orville stuff is coming. Mm. But so far it's good. It's on. It's about the uh, kind of like a, some paywall humor and uh, mm -hmm. really kind of get cracking the whip on. Uh, yeah, saying old people are out of touch, which yeah. I always love. Mm -hmm. uh, well, this, is a punk, this is a punk magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one is the the protagonist is saying, well, the top it says, anyway, the show is pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. And he's saying, the ship has a propulsion system that uses mushroom spores. The Klingons are awesome, though. Okay. Panel six, finally. Getting to the good stuff. Panel six has a drawing of, I, I assume it's supposed to be the Orville, the ship, the Orville. Mm -hmm. At the bottom, it says, it's hard it to say, I I suck at drawing spaceships. So presumably this is supposed to be the Orville. Is it? Oh, is that fourth wall? 
Is he breaking the fourth wall there? Is he... I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top it says, but what's really cool for Star Trek fans right now is the Orville. Yeah. 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 That's the one I That's like. Right. That's right. We're getting into it. The next panel has a drawing of a guy who could be Seth MacFarlane. Mm, He looks... I mean, he is a man, and he has dark hair, so it it could be Seth. And at the top it says, it's Fox's Star Trek parody show created by Seth MacFarlane. Yes. Yes. Yes! It is, though. Is it a Star Trek parody? Yes, and much more. (laughs) I don't... I feel like that's pretty unfair to call this thing a Star Trek the next, parody. The next line is going to be parodies nuts or something like that. <laughs> I think that's the way Seth sold the show to Fox. And then he snuck in a show, you know, that really tackles a lot of big issues with a lot of heart. But then there's a couple laughs along the way as well. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the implication that like the Orville is based on Star Trek or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah, I don't think Seth consumed any Star Trek kind of media before the show. <laughs> it's just no. Seth, Seth is a singular force. He's like in a bubble and anything he comes up with is like its own unique original thing. So maybe this guy is kind of stupid where you're implying, I think, by saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like imagine seeing the Orville and going like, oh, this is a Star Trek parody. Yeah, and I understand the ship's really hard to draw, but, you know, you kind of pay your little respect and take a little more time and, you know, learn to draw the fucking ship right. I know. It's like the the, the effects team on the Orville does so much to stretch a dollar and get that get that ship looking good. The uh-huh. least that you, you could do is show the same respect to the Orville. Yeah, you, you know how much harder it is to make a ship smooth and and rather than, like, bulky and blocky? And this is one of the smoothest ships. It's got so many curves. It's gotta be. It's it's gotta be like top <laughs> five. At least it turns me on. Ships. This ship turns me on. It's smooth. It's got curves, <laughs> and it's got a, a little a little Seth MacFarlane in it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and if it ran on mushrooms, how would they get the fire in the bridge in the um, engine room to yeah, scare a little with? What is this? Uh, what is this ship uh, the, from the CBS is the good wife? <laughs> Come on, you know. <laughs> what is this? The, the old lady in CBS is the good wife? Come on. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Oh, because she, she's eating mushrooms. Well, that's uh, on the good bite. That's not on the good wife. Yeah, well, uh, just zoom Oh, zoom. now I get it. Oh, on the good <laughs> okay. bite, right? Sorry, sorry. I blew that joke. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I was going to get it right away. <laughs> now you're laughing. Now everybody's laughing. No, I, this is like, fun. I like this. Oh, now that I get it, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like the old lady from the good fight. Uh, what is that ship run on that? <laughs> uh, what are you just throwing this old lady in a ship? I don't know. It's like uh, it's like you got a alien expert Kevin O'Brien just just microdosing in that ship. Is that yeah? What do you got? One of these guys in there? Come on! <laughs> hey, I'd watch it. Hey, 
Hey, I, yeah, you know, now that we're saying, now that we're talking about this, can you put me and the lady from the good fight in on our ship? Yeah, if you if you did like an, hey. I know we talked about Orville spinoffs last week, but I I think we just came up with another one. <laughs> He's it's, the it's lady called from the, the engine good room. Fight. Yes, duking it out. Ooh. We are the engine one room. Us, one of us is getting thrown into the furnace to power the <laughs> ship. Where every episode, <laughs> they're like. <laughs> They're like, the Klingons are right on our tails. And we're like, no. Like, no, you go in there. I'm not getting in there. And we, and we duke it out. And it's a battle of wits, of brawn, and of heart. We have to win the hearts of our, uh, you know, the other ship members. And because, you know, you can, you're only so strong. You need some help to throw somebody. Well, the, the engine room is very, very hot. So you're, you're like really sweating the whole time, Constantly. which adds like a titillation to it. Kind of. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Things I mean, are close. Like all Kev is wearing is the white outfit that the Backstreet Boys wore in that one music video. And we're both on mushrooms, you know, so just, <laughs> just imagine that. <laughs> Oh man! Oh. 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 We both like we both really want out, <laughs> but we try. Well, in the first episode, we dedicate like ten minutes. We exhaust all chances of escape, and and, we, and then we get into just okay. Well, it's one of it's one of us. Is that really what happens in Star Trek Discovery? That it's mushrooms. That's what this comic in a punk magazine claims so i'm taking that as the gospel truth yes okay because that's a, that seems bad like i knew this show was bad <laughs> it wasn't yeah, true they wouldn't be able to print why it are you surprised well that's a good point <laughs> what's this next panel miranda okay so next panel there there are two guys talking to each other one of them is the main guy from the comic the other one is just some other guy and he has a beard and a hoodie i don't know if that's important but the other guy well the other guy is saying i just cannot watch anything that guy does and the main guy is saying i can respect that and then at the top it says i know the name seth mcfarland turns a lot of people off he has what? certainly made some shitty uncool jokes what this is so fucked up because it's like he's making this wild claim and he doesn't even like give an example mm-hmm. This is like, a hit piece. I know. Try to like think of any shitty joke that Seth MacFarlane has ever done. Mm. What, like lay an egg? <laughs> <laughs> no. Case in point. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That was really good, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, you got a point, Kevin. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so next panel. So we hate these guys, both of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, next panel. Because it's like, it's like there's, he's saying the Orville's really cool and I love it, but I don't like Seth. Like, what is that? Doesn't even make sense. He is the Orville. He's confused. Yes, this person is confused. And then, okay, the next panel, it says, but if you give it a chance, the Orville is so much better than just a Star Trek parody. And the main guy is looking at a TV. We can't see what he's watching, but he is looking at a TV, and he's thinking, whoa, I'm actually crying. 
but he's smiling while he's crying. Mm. I think they have those sweet, sweet moments, you know? Mm. Yeah. He's, he's getting back on track, I think. I don't. He's probably just realized. He's probably watching the episode where he just realized that Derulio has been date raping uh, <laughs> the entire crew. <laughs> and he's, so he's, he's crying. Smiling. He's smiling because he's so turned on. <laughs> but he's crying. He's he knows. He knows so... he should be, should be crying, but he doesn't want to show it. <laughs> well. Okay, the next panel, at the top, it says, The episodes are deep and thought-provoking, the kind of sci-fi that makes Star Trek great. And then now he's watching the Orville. We can see it's a picture of Bordas. Mm, I think it's yeah. Bordas. It might be Cliff, the yes. husband. It's Bordas. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, it's Bordas. Well, I didn't know we were getting like Bordas on this episode. <laughs> he just came in to say that. <laughs> uh, but then, but then the guy is saying out loud to the television screen, screen uh, legit moral dilemmas. Yeah. Uh, I'm yelling that at my screen every up. <laughs> so I have conflicting feelings about this panel because, yeah, I very relatable. I am always screaming legit moral dilemmas <laughs> at the screen. But. It's a, the kind of sci-fi that makes Star Trek great. Like, why? Yeah. Why does he keep bringing it back to Star Trek? If you're watching Star Trek, you might be screaming moral dilemmas at your screen. You're never screaming legit moral dilemmas yeah. at the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're illegitimate. Um, you know that going at in. best. <laughs> I'm screaming it with a question mark at the end. I'm going, moral dilemmas? And sometimes... <laughs> Not even really dilemmas, just like, you know, quick decisions, you know, like two, like it's like two creamers or or three, you know, that kind of, you know, decision. It's not really a dilemma, you know. That's not really a moral question either. (laughs) You know, so that whole episode was stupid. (laughs) Why did you make this whole episode about it? It wasn't important at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The worst episode. That was one of the better episodes, actually. <laughs> okay, we got we got two more panels. Okay. The next one at the top it says, "There's even an episode that sort of addresses McFarlane's shitty, uncool past." And then the the picture in this panel is the guy from the comic, and he's looking at me, and he's saying, "Check out episode seven, Majority Rule." And next to him is a screen that says, "Episode Guide." Huh. Okay, I'm following. In what way? How how do we interpret that? What? I don't know. Because that's uh, like the everybody has a has a Reddit meter on them. Yeah, is it saying that Seth MacFarlane created Reddit? So I <laughs> don't think that's true. I but think I would we can go ahead and we can go ahead and give him credit for Reddit. <laughs> Basically, or maybe like, okay. he, he invented memes, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. Have we uh, talked about his picture? Oh, I bet. What he's saying is everybody is judging the Orville based on Seth's bad reputation. Like those people with the bad reputations, they get, you know, killed. 
by the mm. government or whatever. I think that might be what he's saying. I thought it was suggesting that Seth had had humped statues in the past. Uh, <laughs> that makes because, a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I take earlier, back my thing. It doesn't make sense. Earlier when it said Seth MacFarlane has made some shitty jokes, it didn't really like give the example. So I think that this guy is saying humping statues isn't funny. And Seth has done that. Okay, well, it was funny in the episode, though. I know. And very sexual. It was funny, and then it was even funny to kind of look at how the people there thought it was mean. So it kind of makes you think and see, like, ooh. You're kind of like, hmm. The show honestly makes me think, (laughs) like, a lot. It makes me think. Think and laugh and cry and scream legit moral dilemmas. <laughs> and that's the best thing about this show is it does all of that. Guys, I love this show so much. And and these guys, they sound like morons, even though they kind of got their head on straight in some areas. But for the most part, just sound like idiots. And the, the comic guy? Yeah, the comic guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just wait until What's, the last panel. You know what's so sad? Seth is a comic guy. That's so sad. Fucked up. Wow. When you really think about it, it's like, that's fucked up, man. Mm -hmm. Wow. Man, I'm on the edge of my seat on this last panel. (laughs) What can it be? What can it be? Just wait, just wait. Uh, Okay, last panel. There's a picture of a guy from Star Trek, the guy with the pointy ears, and he's doing the Star Trek hand signal thing, and he's saying, sorry for such an unpunk column this time, and at the top it says, so yeah, it's been a good year for Star Trek. <laughs> wow. This is and so good. <laughs> it's, I'm like of two minds on this, because on one hand, I'm like, well talk about the orville like orville's not star trek there's no need to bring star trek back into this again but on the other hand it's like such a funny end to the comic (laughs) it just works so well that i understand why he would go with that i could just imagine seth saying that like well so it's been a good year for the star trek we no longer need to fear the banana (laughs) okay now now do him saying sorry for such an unpunk column this time Lois, sorry for such an unpunk column this time. <laughs> Great segment, Miranda. You get a point. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> point inflation Thank is you. insanity. Thank you. I, what did my point investment pay off, Greggy? You're doing great point points wise, Tim. But I invested my point when I got it in the uh, my put in my savings account. Is what's it worth now? It's worth 1.07 points. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm in the lead. <laughs> and uh, just thanks again. I want to say what you're welcome on the podcast. Come on anytime. Ooh. Oh, did I lose anybody? No. no I'm just oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's, been, <laughs> it's been freezing up for me. I, I did hear you say just came over on podcasts. So... <laughs> Like I well, got. I was just saying, uh, <laughs> Jeff Snakeskin is welcome on the podcast whenever he wants to come on. All right, I can invite him on. He put his <laughs> he put his email address on the comic, so we can email him. That would be yeah. great if he could just walk us through this comic. <laughs> that would probably fill up an episode. <laughs> like his thought process for each panel is that? 
Yeah, 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 like what it means and why it's good. and Why he didn't respect the Orville and draw the ship better. <laughs> um, yeah. So what all segments do we want to do tonight? Uh, well, we've got to talk about this review, this review, okay? From Orville fan, the date May 29th, 2018. Debatable. We're just going to say debatable on the name. Yeah. 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 Uh, they say production value is bad, title is misleading, and honestly, very little Orville. One star. Okay, first of all, what the fuck are you talking about? We've talked about nothing but the Orville this entire episode. It's true. That's so true. Idiot. <laughs> I think the problem is Orville fan doesn't have their third ball chakras on point. They're, they're not coming right, you know? Honestly, can you imagine, like, how you get through life being that stupid? <laughs> Not really. I can't, no. Like, how did you find a computer? You moron. How did you figure it out? You're so dumb. Every day he like wakes up from sitting on the bathtub and then like goes and poops in his shower and <laughs> yes, brushes his teeth with the poop. <laughs> Washes his hair in the toilet. <laughs> Just goes to bed on like railroad tracks. It's been getting lucky, and they don't run the trains at night. <laughs> okay, then what does he do? <laughs> and he wakes up. He's sleeping a lot for most of the day in different areas, <laughs> sleeping on freeways and just on airplane wings. He like he just walks down the street, and every older woman he sees, he's like, "Are you my mommy?" <laughs> Uh, but there's even more to this <laughs> review, believe it or not. Um, they they continue. I was already sure you weren't in quote unquote official podcast, but just looking at your Wrong. lot of your list of guests confirms that a few cast members, <laughs> a few cast members, but it's the same ones <laughs> who have been, done every every show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you caught us. Okay, okay. so Valerie think, Davis has done the <laughs> done the rounds a little bit. Yeah, Cliff has been on Planetary Union Network. We get it, but still, come on. I mean, we did I, have Bordis on just earlier. Uh, that's oh, what. true. <laughs> but he like, hasn't what? been on before, has he? I think he has. I think he was on last episode too. <laughs> oh, I did. I forgot about that. <laughs> he comes in for like a second and leaves. <laughs> we just have him on retainer. Like he's he's here right now. He, he just kind of has to wait around. We call it sitting. He's like, what do you call it? Gestating or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, he laid an egg earlier and he's been sitting on it. <laughs> Bord- no, Bordis, come here. Yeah, come here. Just say hi real quick. Just prove you're here. Hello. What do you require? That's, That's enough. It. <laughs> Thank you for this. That, that was Get it. That's my, all we required, my. really. Would you like me to eat no. your shit again, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put your lips right up there. <laughs> yes. Do your favorite prank. Sit above my face with your butt cheeks spread wide. <laughs> Tim. Now scare me. Now scare me, Timothy. 
Hey, Bordis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Bye, Bordis. No, but Bordis, get off mic. Come on. You're on screen talent, not podcast talent. Okay. <laughs> Bordis is our engineer. That's why he's always here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why the sound is all fucked up. <laughs> Bordis, the audio's been so tinny. I'm chewing on the wires. <laughs> Bordis. Oh, Bordis. You can eat Bordis. anything. That's not good. Don't do it. Uh, they continue. Nothing unique at all. Yeah, this podcast is exactly like all the other <laughs> The Orville podcasts. It's derivative. <laughs> Uh, also, a lot of filler, but very little quality content. Okay, um, they, they have a point there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, we don't we don't edit at all. Okay. Yeah, Bordis is supposed to be editing these, and I just found out that he hasn't been doing it <laughs> the whole time. We're, we're targeting forty five minutes. He doesn't. No, he he just hits the record button and goes and just sits on his egg, pretty much. <laughs> And like all the planning for this podcast is is just coming up with new filler to put into each episode. So that's a that's a good. Hey, we we know when to take a you know criticism, and that's that's a valid you know critique of the show. But um, it's it's actually what everybody wants. So yeah, when you think about it, all the other reviews have been great, and so I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I kinda, think that's why it seems like a out. I think that's why Kevin, or no, I'm sorry. I think that's why Tim said so-called Orville fan, because a real Orville fan would love all the filler, all the stuff we do on this podcast. Because it's Honestly, the official a, Orville podcast. Think about it. A, a really, really true Orville fan might like the podcast and not even care about the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because we kind of, I mean, we kind of get into it a little more than the show does in some ways. I mean, our episodes are certainly longer than the show is. <laughs> We've made so much more content than them. It's true. Yeah. We also have way more episodes than the show does. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing with us. Uh, and we, we don't have the baggage of supporting a uh, production where the executive producer is dating a young actress on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have any of that baggage. Timmy. I mean, we are forcing we are forcing Bordis to <laughs> stick his nose in our buttholes, but but he actually loves it. He gets a kick out of it. Yeah, he's it. He he likes it. He likes he, being abused. He, he thrives on a sense of purpose. So we tell him we need it, and he <laughs> <laughs> he obliges. He's crying right now. <laughs> like he likes it though. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, the production value is amateur. Lots of background noise, lots of feedback, and very tinny. No thanks, I'll listen somewhere else. Now, I think maybe the problem is, this guy, he was listening to another Orville podcast, and he accidentally put the review on the wrong show. That would make a lot of sense. It really does uh, kind of seem like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I a lot. Have- I have two questions about this last part. First one, he said, is very tinny. 
do you think he meant to say it's very Timmy? Like Tim Tuck. <laughs> I, you know what? I have gotten that critique a lot in my life. <laughs> After my wedding, people were like, "Yeah, it was good. It was a little Timmy, but." <laughs> <laughs> Bored is like that show. <laughs> I think being a little being being too Timmy is something that we should maybe consider as some like constructive criticism that we can work on. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I haven't missed an episode in a while, and <laughs> I probably run my course. Distance makes the heart grow fonder, and all. <laughs> It's a little Timmy. My other question is when they said, No thanks, I'll listen somewhere else. They're going to keep listening to the show, which is not on iTunes. They're going to Stitcher. They're going to Stitcher. Or they're physically moving to another place to listen. Just bad vibes in this in this area for this listen. <laughs> Such a bad smell from their one experience. Maybe they're maybe they're in an area. Maybe they're described. Maybe they're in a park. There's lots of background noise. There's like a a movie production going on, and some guys banging on tin cans. Or Tim's or Tim is standing near the area. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It might have been my wife that left this review. <laughs> Well, but it makes sense because all she ever hears from the podcast is my side of the recording. And you take her to the park and you say, sit down and listen to this episode. <laughs> sit on these train tracks. Don't move until you finish the episode. Man, I hope your wife doesn't listen because you really roasted her. <laughs> Love you, Amanda. You said she wakes up on the toilet and shits in the shower. <laughs> So all you good listeners out there, we need you to get back on iTunes, put it some more five-star reviews on there. Um, if you could, make sure you mention how it is the official podcast. That's yeah. something we need in every review. And um, Don't let the haters win. Right, There's exactly. There's a lot of haters out there. Because Just a- we've got 17 five-star reviews and 10 one-star reviews. It's like we've got an <laughs> almost even split of... Um, you either love us or hate us, and that's a that's a mm-hmm. sign that you're doing something right. I think it's like we're in a boat with a lot of holes in it, and just worth a bucket, you know, just barely <laughs> staying afloat with the five stars. <laughs> so yeah, please come and help us out. Um, do we want to do tweets this week? I've got a couple of pretty good ones, but we can always skip them. The only one I want to talk about is the Seth MacFarlane artful tweet. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about tweets then. What was the what was it again? It's a picture of the Titanic sinking and a bunch of people in the water all holding up their phones with their right arm. Uh vertically film uh no sorry horizontally filming the titanic going down while they're floating in the water and seth mcfarland wrote this is artful uh and 
it's not about the Oroville, but we had uh, one of our good friends request us to kind of break this down on the air. Mm-hmm. So I think I just broke it down for you, and I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know how you don't understand how that's artful, if that's your question, Alex. Uh, yeah, Alex, uh, I don't get it. Because now, if in 2016 or 2017... Oh, maybe he doesn't get the picture. Oh, maybe it's not showing uh, up on like his Like it screen. doesn't have his phone plan. Yeah, maybe he's not showing up on his screen. Um, okay, so what the thing is, it's it's like uh, commenting on society today, Alex. So it's like, if if the Titanic was to happen today, rather than trying to save themselves, all the all the people would have their phones out. They would be taking pictures of the Titanic and uploading them to Instagram, Snapchat, you name it. I mean, all of these apps. They would be updating this thing on, um, and that is a pretty artful. Um, Thing, in my opinion, it's a really yeah. good critique. Yeah, I, think, I think you got it. I think that's it. Yep, it's pretty fartful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to admit, we planned that, we wrote out the script. It still surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he nailed it. I mean, in rehearsal, it wasn't that good. <laughs> the timing on that was oh, yeah. Um, that was like that was like Seth level timing. <laughs> oh, that's the nicest thing. Um, just to get through a couple of tweets that I found real quick, Javan Anguru at Anguru Meister. He says, uh, did at Seth MacFarlane take special physics classes when creating slash writing at the Orville? Deep stuff. Hashtag the Orville. That's yes. a good question. I don't know. I kind of feel like Seth just picks this stuff up by osmosis, by, you know, everything around him. He doesn't have to go to school to uh, learn all this stuff. Yeah, I, his schooling did not get in the way of his education, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Uh, I think Mark Twain said it. Does that help? <laughs> okay, so you're saying that Seth is a Mark Twain level writer? Um, yeah, I mean, Mark Twain was a pen name, but yeah. <laughs> I, I guess well, you, Orville I'm sorry, is... You just, what is you the just said here? Mark Twain said it. Yeah, well... Say it or not? Was that the guy who said it or not? I mean, he say, wrote it, I guess. Are you trying to say that... Mark Twain is Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I've never seen them together. You haven't seen that meme of like, it was Seth a vampire and they put the picture of Mark Twain and then they show <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Look for it. Look it up, bro. <laughs> Look it up, bro. Do your, do your own research. I'm not here to fucking convince you, bro. <laughs> Just do your own research. Okay, I got one. Pictures, look, there are pictures out there that not even scientists can explain. Mm-hmm. They got all these pictures, and a lot of these pictures that the scientists show you, they're not even real pictures. So this whole time you've been out there, you've been looking at all, all your sciences, and then they got all these pictures that are not real, and then now you look at these pictures that are real, and it's not coming from a scientist. It's not going to be in no book. 
It's going to be online. Google it. Do your own research. <laughs> and it's that thing where you think about like, okay, what do you know about science? Okay, great. Molecules. Who told you that? Uh, oh, I guess my government teacher told me mm-hmm. that. Government so, teacher. Okay, now we're listening to the government? I'm sorry. When did that happen? I, sometime. And I didn't. I wasn't around to tell them no. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason things are as bad as they were. If, if Kev was around 200 years ago, <laughs> I'm hey, telling you. you. I'd put, or died trying. I might have died trying. <laughs> I'd die for our liberties. Well, in that case, I'm glad you weren't around back then, Kevin. Because uh, I don't it, want you to die. I want you right here with me. Okay, okay. Well, or I could have succeeded. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why you think that was the only option. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, I don't like the odds, yeah. Yeah. It's 50-50, you know? It's 50%. <laughs> it's too high. I don't like those numbers. Tim doesn't like those numbers. <laughs> Uh, the last tweet I've got, Burr Martin, hashtag selfie dad, at Burr Martin. He says, asking all my followers, no, he says, all my flowers to please help. Retweet and like. Just trying to get a dream to come true, uh, smiley face. But it's not like an emoji, it's like an emoticon where it's like you have to tilt your head. Um, hashtag the Orville, at the Orville, hashtag selfie dad. Hashtag bucket list, hashtag begging for retweet. And it's got a picture of uh, Seth on the on the Orville. And then he's doing the same, um, Selfie Dad is doing the same kind of a look. And he really wants to do a walk on. Mm. Walk on, walking on the moon. That's a good track. He says, Chewbacca Mom got to meet J.J. Abrams. The Charlie bit my finger kid made lots of money. The cash me outside girl made a music video with David Spade. All I'm asking for is to walk by a camera. When you put it that way, it's is like, that, come on, guys. Is that why you posted that video of the cash me outside girl in our Orville chat today? Because I was trying to figure out <laughs> what, what it had to do with the Orville. Did it? No, I don't think that was in the Orville one. Oh, is that? No, Okay. No, and it, weirdly oh. enough, it is completely unrelated. That that was just me looking at rap videos like I always do. I saw David Spade in this one. That's everything everybody has said about the Orville on Twitter this week. Quiet it's, week. It's kind of fucked up that people aren't talking about it. Right now. <laughs> it is. This guy, get him on cam. Just wants to walk on. You know, we put a man on the moon, but we can't put this guy on the orbit. Come on. Exactly. You're telling me that the government can make up all these pictures and they can give you all these science books. You can't put this guy on the orbit. Look at that. Why I ought to write to him, you know? Oh, give give me a pair of boxing gloves. Hey, put the government, put some trunks on him, get him in the ring. I give him the one-two sucker punch. I give him the while he's talking to his trainer, getting advice. I run over there and I sucker punch him right in the face. I knock him out. He's done. Honestly, and it's not even throw me out of the the league. I can no longer box again. But man, the people's champ. (laughs) And it only got to that part because he didn't drink the coffee that you poisoned that morning. 
Yes. Because you were man. like, man, I can't fight this guy. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna beat me if it comes to it. Poison that coffee. And his yeah. mom died instead. Yes. Can we, uh, <laughs> a can sad we loss, a truly sad loss. But you know, it had to happen. Birth- I'm sorry. Watch you Watch you align. Watch you align yourself with. Okay. <laughs> it's the other guy, the government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> His mama. <laughs> uh, next okay. to the last segment, voicemails. You can call in 775-285-6224 and leave a and nice voicemail. And do it, guys. And yeah. do it. Why do don't it. you do it? No one ever do it. does it. Well, someone did do it. We have one voicemail this week. Um, well, of no. What, did you, what are you talking about? No one ever does it. There's tons of voicemails on there. We have plenty to choose from, but we only chose this one because it is the best one. And you're going to be able to tell because of the high quality of this voicemail. Listen to it. Um, hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? This is Alex. Just thought I'd leave a message. Um, <laughs> I didn't think of a bit or anything. Um, the topic was uh, how are you getting by these days without the Orville? Um, I never watched it. I've seen one episode. Um, so it's not any different. Um, uh, we cut this guy. This is good. Um, uh, don't use this. Thanks. How are going? Okay, that's. That- only the cream of the crop gets on is that, is that Alex Arbor? <laughs> oh, yes. I think that was Alex Arbor. He called in. Finally. Holy shit. We might mm. as well cancel the podcast, guys. I mean, wow. <laughs> no, now we have a new mission. We need to get Alex Arbor to actually listen to the or watch the Orville. <laughs> I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> that was a, a non-traditional format for the voicemails. And that just goes to show, folks. Call the number, 775-285-6224. You can say whatever you want. I mean, you don't have to say I mean, Miranda well, and the crew. You don't have to say you love us. You don't have to say anything. Do. I mean, yeah, that is the right way to say to Alex do Arbor Day. You we don't have, have to have a, a point. We have a team of people who are thumbing through these voicemails, <laughs> and they're, they're selecting the best one. They're coming to agreements on and delivering them to us. So, uh, it. This was, I guess, the best one. Technically, whatever. I don't know what. Well, because it was Alex Arbor, and that's why. Oh, okay, okay. So that kind of, even though he didn't say he loved us and that and a happy Alex Arbor day, which is kind of weird. Yeah, uh, he could have just said happy me day. (laughs) That would have been so badass. (laughs) Every time Alex Arbor puts out a new song, that's like saying "I love you" to us in a way. Mm, True. That's really true. That's really true. (laughs) We need jobs in this country, so the more voicemails you send in, the more people we have to hire to (laughs) sort through them. So I think the ratio is like every voicemail is three jobs. So just you make some calls, you know? Why just do it? It doesn't cost you anything. And look, I know I know the libs are out there thinking, no, I can't do it. I can't create jobs that'll make Trump look good. But look, it's doesn't matter if it makes them look good. Sure, that helps me and my support, but 
look, you just got to create the jobs. Keep the economy going up. Just because the economy going up isn't a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how good this guy looks because when he gets in the ring with Kev, <laughs> you know, he's going down. If he, if he makes it out of bed that morning after, uh, you know, I'm standing over him with my butt cheeks spread. <laughs> He's going down, you know, Kev's coming at him with knives mm-hmm. before the bell even rings. I'm creeping up. I'm hiding under the ring. I come up, slices Achilles. <laughs> then I climb back under the ring, pop up on my side, make it look like I turn around like, what? Is, what happened to his Achilles? Sliced? Oh, no. Kev's working the, working the spotlight with a sniper rifle. I'm like, I'm delivering picnic baskets to the referees like of del- delicious treats so they don't suspect it's me because they're the only ones who can stop this from happening but if, if they're sitting there eating some sliced meats and cheeses you know you know oh, <laughs> better yeah. wait you know. <laughs> You know. Some prosciutto, you know, oh, some, oh, some brie, a little mozzarella. Yeah, but that was Monster. I'm sorry, your cheese plate your cheese plate is brie mozzarella. Blue. Blue. <laughs> okay. A little cowboy cowgirl creamery. <laughs> Her cheese expertise. Okay, this is yeah. all all over the map here. <laughs> a baby bell, a baby bell. That's a that's a go mushroom. Baby bell. Nice cottage. Cream of wheat. Pickled artichokes. Oops. <laughs> Let's get some tar- tartar sauce in there. <laughs> <laughs> You and know, maybe, we're in California. We gotta have some in and out. <laughs> and maybe wow. you millennials, I know you don't like to call. Just send a text to the number. That might work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. See what happens. Hey, and look, millennials, just call. Just <laughs> like, come on. You don't have to look cool all the time. Oh, people are gonna make fun of me. Because I'm calling in. No, they won't. I mean, we will. <laughs> Stop being so insecure. You could use a, use a fake name. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Tender Alex Arbor. <laughs> uh, so that was that segment. I think we're all out of segments, right? There's none left. <laughs> There's one. Um, <laughs> one. Uh, I have to say. Um, I'm checking my checklist here. Uh, I was just doing a little joke. Um, <laughs> so let me let me look at the point totals so far. Miranda's at one. Yes. Kevin is at one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim is now at one point oh nine points. Mm. Pretty good. Okay. And the money. Now I'm looking at some notes that I've received recently from the fans, and it seems like this episode was a little Timmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one way to get me off is give me what I want. <laughs> I don't uh, want to get you off. 
That's what Bordis is for. Speaking of, yes, Tim always gets the or gets the golden ori and then just takes like a sabbatical. He goes off for a couple of weeks. Oh, and just, true. I mean, we could get rid of him for a little while. We I'm gonna take Bordis to the Bahamas. Get our numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, you and Bordis on the beach, him laying <laughs> laying down on a on the sand, you squatting above him. <laughs> Just to me, my best friend and our tropical, sick balls. Tropical, tropical drinks in hands. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. One of these weeks, Bordis, you're gonna get a golden ori. This is not your week. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> but one time you are going to. So keep coming. Keep uh, engineering for us. Keep we, it up, Bordis. Yeah. You're doing a great job, honestly. Um, you're doing okay. <laughs> I mean, don't oversell it, Greg. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's hanging on. Like, he's not going to get fired now, but next week, maybe. I don't know. Obviously, okay, you you folks have been listening to this episode. Obviously, Miranda did the best job this episode. Yes. However, yes. No. Kevin brought so much truth this week. Three balls, okay? First of all, <laughs> the government thing, like uh, fighting the government. Um, it seems like you did a big joke that I laughed at earlier, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Kevin, you are the proud recipient this week of the Golden Ori. Congratulations. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Over. I w- I'm due. I was due. This I have is to fucked up. I'm um, sorry, I'm due for an accident to happen to you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Is, I think we need to look into the uh, vote, the voting system here. It seems like something has been rigged because they know he didn't earn this. <laughs> Call Moeller. Get him in here. <laughs> Yeah, these guys obsessed with probing. <laughs> just because it's uh, the Orville show. That's another great joke. Just because it's aliens. Those guys would be so invested in this probe. Man, that's why I'm the Golden Ori winner and you guys are chicken <laughs> dinner. And, and man, Greggy, thank you so much. Uh, I know we don't do speeches when we win these. Uh-huh. But, uh, man, it feels good to be back on top. Back to be kicking the dust in these dirtbags' mouths where it belongs, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, trying to be a little more gracious, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. It just... Don't you feel like... Loves to hate him. Don't you feel like Kevin should uh, be penalized for that ungracious speech he just gave? Don't you think you should maybe, like, um, maybe take the golden ori away and give it to nah, somebody else? I'll, you know what I'll do? I'm going to take you his can. point away. Uh-huh. Miranda, you get Kevin's <laughs> point. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, at least I at least I have the most points. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, I mean, by next episode, probably Tim will have more because he was smart and invested. I'm in this, but... very way smarter than you guys when it comes to <laughs> volatile. It's, That's why they call me the points guy. It's a volatile market, Tim. What are um, doing? Playing with fire. I, I think <laughs> we're done, right? <laughs> Seems like that. <laughs> Two support hours. Us, support us on uh, stilts. Uh, just <laughs> hold us up on stilts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is why I'm the golden ori winner. Greg, you cannot let this happen again. Have to get the golden ori. You can't. You can't do this. You hear how hard he just whipped. 
Uh, it's too late. It's over. I'm sorry. No, seriously. Support us on stilts. 